Hi, and welcome to another episode of Mums Figuring It Out. And I'm Roxanne St. Clair, and I'm here with my partner in awesomeness, Miss Jo Alexis. Thank you, Roxanne. Hello, and welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. And um, another one where me and Roxanne, Roxanne and I, are having a little, are having a little chat um, about a topic that we think all mums resonate at some point in their lives, possibly every day, but you, I'm sure as a mum you will be able to resonate with this topic. And today we're talking about mum guilt. So could be quite a biggie. <laughs> um, do you want to start off, Roxanne? Uh, thanks, Joe. Um, Mum guilt, wow. There's so much that we can pack into that one. So how can I simplify the concept of mum guilt. I suppose most, as you said, most mums feel it at some stage where you feel that you failed your child in some way or you haven't got something right or it could even be you drop them off in the morning and they're not ready for school and they're in tears and they're clinging but you've got to leave them and let them go so you walk away and you're feeling guilty because you've left them there and they were distraught it could be all kinds of things. So I think we'll just, this will just evolve as we speak mm. because as you said, we all have some elements of it at some stage, whether we admit it or not. I think some mums beat themselves about the head all the time with mum guilt. It's a real thing. You know, that's, yeah, that's one thing I could say. It's a real thing. It's real. So, <laughs> yeah, what, what have you got to say on it, Joe? Well, it's quite interesting because you, yeah, you, you talked about um, failing your child. And I think I was, um, especially because I'm passionate about women and self-care that I was thinking of um, the kind of mum guilt of if I step away and do something for myself um, that I shouldn't do that there's a guilt around self-care around sort of you know I shouldn't do something for myself I shouldn't go and enjoy myself um, because then I'm not being a good mum so um, I, I yeah I just see that a lot in um, you know the mums and women that I talk to um, that they feel really guilty for taking that time out and you know self-care is important as a mum it's so so important I know it's a bit of a buzzword at the moment but um really in terms of you know I think of self-care as that nourishing yourself so that you can be the best you because when you feel good um you feel energized you feel productive you know and I believe that that has you know mums have a ripple effect on people so you know if, if as a mum you're feeling good you're feeling energized then you know you're that impacts on your child and their day, your partner, you know, whoever you touch throughout your day is going to be impacted by that. So I think the self-care is important, but I feel that there is a, um, yeah, mums can sometimes be made to feel guilty around doing that. And it's almost, it's that because you're not, you're not looking after your child. I like the way you mentioned about taking care of yourself. So there's more of you to share with everybody else, because that is, it's in a nutshell, isn't it? You can spin it the other way and say that if a mum isn't taking care of herself, that's when she should feel guilty because she's not giving the best of herself. She's giving the husk. And she's also, you know, they've got all sorts of health issues that can actually um, be a ripple effect of not taking care of herself. So then when she's not around because she's ill, who's then going to be taking care of her children, her family? So there's that aspect of it as well. There's also, I look at the element of, say, going back to work after having a child. Mm. 
because there's, you know, when's the right time to go back? And for different people, it'll be at different stages. I remember, you know, when I was in cloud cuckoo land before becoming a mum, I used to think, yes, I want to be around for the first two years of their life. I want to be at home, et cetera, et cetera. And it so happened I had my first child. And because of the nature of the work that I did, I was actually asked if I could come back a bit early. So I went back, I think my son was about five and a half months. And I went back to work, reason being, no one had picked up my stuff. So my boss and my coworker hadn't got on with my stuff. And I was the only one that did that particular piece of work. So I had to do however many months worth of work in the first month of going back. Okay, so young child, still got to go back. But what that made me do, it made me listen to my child more, although he was a young baby. So, for example, we left him for Childminder. When choosing our childminder, it meant that I had to really ensure that there was a connection between my son and the person I was going to be leaving him with so that I didn't feel guilty when I left him because I felt that he was being taken care of properly. And that was an interesting thing because had he not warmed to the person and been comfortable with them, I would have been delayed in when I could leave because I was not going to leave my child unhappy and that was the crux of it and especially a baby can't tell you what's going on right (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) so there was yes there's elements around that there's just so many Mm. I think it's every you know it's almost like everything you've got every aspect of of your life yeah yeah Yeah. but I think no the work one and again being a working mum I totally understand there is that guilt about you know when you should go back to work I think I was fortunate sorry I've got a bit of a croaky voice this morning um uh you know I was at home for 18 months so I was I was fortunate to be able to do that and then I felt ready for the working world so I didn't you know I think I feel like I had that kind of capacity to kind of build up into that and then I knew that yeah I am ready to go back into the working world um but yeah there can be a, a lot of guilt around that and um and you have to navigate that as well don't you because like if you're a working mum you know there's the sports day and there's all you know all these activities going on at school <laughs> And you want to be there again. I was fortunate; I was able to to be at the, those um, those events. And I'm fortunate because I'm a single mum, so it wasn't like I could partner up with somebody to kind of do that. You know, I was I was juggling that myself, but I was able to do that. But I can appreciate that not everyone might have that um, flexibility in their work to do that. And so that kind of thing can can bring a lot of guilt as well because you're trying to you're trying to provide for your family, but at the same time you you want to be there for them. And then sometimes you've got that kind of you know push and pull, which can be you know difficult navigating the workforce. But I think I kind of feel like now nowadays I'm sounding really old now, but you know <laughs> there's a bit more flexibility and understanding around working mums. Um, so, you know, kind of more flexible hours and that kind of thing to to kind of navigate that. So, but yeah, you know, back then it's not, it wasn't always easy for mums to be able to navigate that. Um, and I think it kind of links into, you know, how we set up our boundaries as well. Because that that guilt is kind of, because we're, we're, we're kind of between two sides and we kind of haven't quite figured out, you know, where's my boundary, you know, where's my boundary? How do I enforce that boundary? Um but feel comfortable with it so that there's not that kind of feeling of 
you know, the, the guilt is from that kind of conflict, isn't it? I should be there, but I should also be there. And the reality is you can't be in two places at the same time. So it's like, yeah, how do I how do I get those boundaries in? Um, so my child still feels that, you know, they are loved and I still do other things that I need to do. And then there may be other things in the mix, like you might be caring for, for parents or you might have other people that you're supporting as well. And, you know, as mums, we can spread ourselves quite thin. Mm. And then, yeah, that guilt builds up or we don't then take as much care of ourselves and then resentment can build up. So it like the knock-on effect um, of that mum guilt can be huge. And like you said, it's kind of in all areas of our life, isn't it? We can literally experience that that mum guilt. It's not just one place. No, and you, you know, you hit the nail on the head when you said sometimes it's like you're straddling. So if, you know, if you're in this place, you're feeling guilty about not being in, a, in another <laughs> place. If you're in the other place, you're feeling guilty that what you should be doing here and did you get it right did you forget something and it's just so many areas that you know it's like you're pulling the bits of spaghetti there. as you pull one bit of spaghetti then there's another piece that you're pulling <laughs> and then another piece and another piece because you can drive yourself bonkers because you're worrying about all the things that you should be doing and realistically should you be doing all these things mm. and can can we as parents not just moms because I'm sure dads feel guilty sometimes as well but as parents actually be okay with I made the best decision that I could at the mm. time and I'm doing it with the best of intentions in the best way that I can yeah. and be okay with that but have the conversations probably and I think that's sometimes the part of the issue is that we're not communicating <clears throat> certain things so therefore we can we're very good at building stuff up in our own minds and our thoughts can go to places that they don't need to go to so we beat ourselves up over these perceived wrongs that we've done or things that we perceive that we failed to do as as a parent when really we've actually done okay we've not done badly and it may be years before we realize that what we did was recognized but also appreciated these are some of the things where I feel that we can be gentler with ourselves. Mm. And that's something that we're not really taught, but we can learn to be gentle with ourselves and know that we've done as much as we, we could do and feel okay. Mm. And pat ourselves on the back sometimes to say. <laughs> you should pat yourself on the back there. You've got some real little nuggets in there. <laughs> So spaghetti, it's pulling those bits of spaghetti. <laughs> um, I like um, when you said the should, you know, I should be here and I should be there. And that's something that I'm always like reflecting on, having conversations with mums about. And it's that, you know, says who, who says you should, mm. um, you know, are, are we, and like you said, doing, making the, those decisions that are best for you and what you think's right. Because I think we all have the best of intentions and we're all trying to do the best we can with what we have. Um, and sometimes those shoulds are from other people, um, which makes us feel guilty about things. It's not necessarily that we're in agreement with it, but we feel that, oh, because that person said that, then I should. And so that causes that kind of conflict as well. And um, yeah, and so again, being compassionate about the decisions that you make, like you're making the best decision for you and be compassionate with yourself about it. Um, and the other point you hit on there was about communication. And again, that is so important. 
um, because in the same way, in the same way we think of people telling us what we should do, we don't always communicate maybe how we're feeling or how we could do with some more support. Mm. Um, because you know, can we delegate? Can we ask someone for help? We don't always want to do that, and maybe that's the thing that's going to alleviate that pressure. And although you can't be in two places at the same time, but you know, somebody can support in one area, which means you can do something in another area. Yeah, it's it's so true. And whilst you were speaking just now, one thing that came to mind that, that's probably one of the earliest um, bits of guilt some mums um, encounter when they've got a new child, do they na- feed them naturally or do they bottle feed? And the amount of angst and anxiety that people face on that alone and you know where they say breast is best and those mums that struggle with it or for whatever reason choose that they don't want to can sometimes be made to feel guilty over making that choice it's almost as though they're failing their child and depriving their child and okay we hear that breastfeeding you know breastfeeding helps to build up immune systems and antibodies and so forth but if somebody's really struggling and they've got anxiety it's going to make it so much harder to do anyway but is that child really being served with a mum that's so anxious that it it's become so painful that she can't even produce in the first place so I think sometimes as you said other people can be a bit more charitable towards mums because it's not it's you know it's one of the hardest jobs we'll ever have which you've got the least about support sometimes we haven't got the how-to manual that's there and you've just got to get on and and, and you're expected to do a good job Mm, no definitely and I think what what you were just saying then about um you know babies and I think um I think it's an age and stage thing again where you know there's different kind of guilts that arise at different ages but I definitely agree with you um about you know when they're younger there's there's uh, there can be a lot of guilt especially you know and when they're young because of they're so dependent on us as mums as well um that you know that you know we know we need to be there pretty much all the time because of the you know of their age and then as they grow and develop um that changes and you know in the early days even things like housework like you know <laughs> you'd be surprised how many mums <laughs> feel like my house has to be spotless and it's like but you've just had a newborn baby you've just gone through this huge experience you've just brought a life into the world um which is a huge thing to do and you know they're worried about the house being immaculate for when people come round. and again that's that pressure that 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 comes and you know we can feel guilty about that and it's like well can we reach out to someone can someone host for you you know if people are coming around and it's kind of navigating those kinds of things or you know when you get to the stage of you know that attachment and bonding that that builds with your baby and then you you know you need to go away or you go back to work whatever it is or you're going from you know your first date night with your partner you know all those things um can be such a challenge as well but I think as as your children grow then those the mum guilts just change <laughs> they just <laughs> they just come in different um and you know yeah. to navigate it I guess yeah, I like where you mentioned about um, the house being spotless and entertaining guests. And because that was something that was brought to my attention in that you know, people are coming around, they'll 
happily sit down and hold baby and have you running around but shouldn't they be coming and helping you to clear up and helping you to do little jobs exactly. than, you know got you running around who's your body's still readjusted and mm. yes of course they want to have everyone wants to hold the baby and see the baby but it'd be nice to come see the baby and help mum at the same time yeah. <laughs> or another tip is can someone else host for you so you go in show the baby and then you can go back up <laughs> so you get a break in bed you think about it, others are hosting something, then you've got all the paraphernalia that you've got to take with you. So then that's another headache, but that's another story, isn't it? Because <laughs> again, you know, you, you can't just go and pick up and you and baby go, you've got baby, you've got the bag of all the bits, you've got the this, you got, yeah. So that in itself is another task, isn't it? <laughs> host at home, host away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, but you know, we come back to the topic in terms of mum's experience in mummy guilt and sometimes if you add postpartum um, depression to that mummy guilt as well you can just imagine how some women really suffer after um become you know well when they become a new mum because there's just so much to deal with so much to cope with and um, you don't even know what's going on. You're not sleeping properly. You may not even have time to sit down and eat a proper meal. Um, and then even, you know, bath times, shower times, when do you fit all those in? There's just mm-hmm. so much to navigate. But um, we really do sometimes forget just how much mum's got on her plate and how much she's thinking about all the time. And maybe that brain's not switching off. So my advice to, to mums is, be gentle with yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you're doing the best that you can, then what more can you do? And mums, mm-hmm. we'd love to hear from you in terms of your experiences. Have you ever um, felt mummy guilt? Do you still feel mummy guilt? So do reach out to us, whether you're going to respond on one of the platforms you're listening on or send us an email at mumsfiguringitout at gmail.com. Because we'd really love you to join in the conversation with us and share with us your ideas and your views around mummy guilt. Lovely wrapped up there, Roxanne. So to all your mums out there, thanks for tuning in and we look forward to catching you on the next one. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye for now.